Welcome back, everyone, to the Distracted DM Podcast, the only D&D podcast featuring a white middle-class host. Today's episode is the second in a four-part series on the various roles that a DM occupies. This episode is about the DM's role as storyteller. Last week's episode was on world-building, so if that sounds interesting, feel free to go check it out. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. At its most basic level, storytelling in D&D is a unique experience, primarily because you are telling a collective story with your players. This idea should inform how you write your story at its most basic level. What we're going to go through are some tips as far as what you should consider when you're writing your story. Consider these broad philosophical ideas behind storytelling. First, and I cannot stress this enough, never write the whole game before you know your players. Being a DM needs to be a player-focused role. If your players are enjoying the game, you are most likely going to enjoy the game as well. With this in mind, when you're writing a story, you need to ask yourself a couple of questions. Questions like, what kind of story would my players enjoy? If you don't know, then ask them. This is useful because it prevents you from running a combat-heavy campaign when your players want a political-centered story. It also helps you set expectations for your party as well. An example of this, I played in a party where half the party wanted each session to be a kick-in-the-door-and-kill-everything-in-the-room kind of story, where the other half wanted something that was a lot closer to more serious roleplay. What my DM ended up doing was compromising, and what he would do is he would alternate between sessions that would be heavy combat and sessions that would be more heavy roleplaying. There is another benefit to writing your campaign like this is that after you know what your players are, you can use their backstories as a shortcut to writing your own story. If your player has a tragic backstory where a marauding army killed their family, use that. You now have a faction and potentially a campaign hook that you can integrate into your story. Something else to know about your players is that in the end, players are going to value their characters the most. At the end of sessions, players almost always are going to talk about what their character did in session. This should inform your story writing. Write your story in such a way as to emphasize character moments. Players are always going to remember a big character moment over some villain monologuing over the intricacies of his thousand year plan that you spent hours devising. Once you know your players and have their backstories, you can start writing your story in earnest. Personally, the most helpful model for me is doing in doing this is to avoid the weeds. What I mean by this is that when you're writing a story, do not spend a lot of your time focusing on the details of each session, but rather have a 30,000 foot view of what you would like the story to go. Stick to the main beats of the story without trying to plan exactly how you're going to get to those points. If you plan your hooks well and give proper motivation to your party, they will get to those beats eventually. Now, you might be thinking... Elliot, that sounds a little bit like railroading. What happened to telling a collective story and prioritizing your players? And that really depends on what you mean by railroading. There is a difference between providing a structured story to your players and railroading them. Railroading players means you are forcing them to follow a specific path, usually without them or their characters in mind. You are saying that your party is going to fight that evil necromancer and they are going to like it. A structured story is something entirely different. A structured story does not say I will force my players into doing what I want, but rather presents the players with an opportunity to create a story with you that is totally unique to your party. You as a DM have the major story beats in mind, how your players get to them and interact with them is left to the players. A structured story provides goals and stability to the campaign. While party running around doing whatever they want can be fun for a couple sessions, it really isn't all that fun long term. Setting goals for your party and then helping them reach them 
through steps they need to achieve it is a tremendously rewarding thing for both you and your players. Players need goals because humans need goals. Now that we have some of the overarching philosophical concepts out of the way as far as designing a story, now we can get in some of the nitty gritty details of building both long-term campaigns as well as stories for individual sessions. Number one, your story must have conflict. There must be something that needs to be overcome or resolved. While this may seem obvious, often people think of combat when they think of conflict. This isn't helped by the fact that the system of D&D offers a tremendous amount of rules when it comes to combat. Hear me out here. While combat can be used as a narrative device and can be quite effective, conflict does not have to be conflict. Bat. Conflict can be the political scheming of a noble family to take power from the throne. It can be the flooding of a nearby town or a city racked by a new plague. Think outside the box in providing conflict for your party to encounter. As a side note, conflict does also not always need to involve your party. There can be conflicts on a much larger scale that influence the world around the party. This gives your world and story a more realistic fear. Have a war that's going on in a foreign country that your players only hear about in whispers on the street. Have rumors that the king is trying to father a son but is running into barrenness on the face of his wife. Do these things and you'll have some interesting conflict for your story. Number two. Rising and falling action. Rising and falling action refer to the trajectory of the story. Rising action being the party heading to the climax of the story, or story arc, and falling action being the time after that climax. Often, there is a lot of effort and time spent on rising action, and there are a lot of resources on how to ramp up to the climax of a story. However, there is something to be said for a well-orchestrated falling action session. Let's say your party has just defeated a dragon that was terrorizing the local region. They go back into town to celebrate and collect their reward. While you could lead them into the next hook and transition back into rising action, why not spend a session in town? Let the party shop for new items, interact with NPCs, and provide an opportunity for roleplay between the characters. Some of the best NPCs I've ever developed have been in these kind of sessions. It's also fun to see what your players think of, how they interact with the local economy, and to see if they develop any favorite NPCs that they like to interact with. Let your imagination run wild, and I'm sure you'll have a good time with these kind of sessions. Number three, foretelling. Foretelling is another classic storytelling technique, but it is an effective one. Foreshadowing can add some spice to your story. There are multiple ways to foreshadow something in your story. From repeated poems to prophecies, you can always make sure that your party is aware that something, even if they don't know what it is, is coming. One of my favorite ways to foreshadow is through NPC dialogue, especially if the party or party members are not involved in the conversation. The key to foreshadowing is to make sure it pays off. If you foreshadow a war in a foreign country, then make sure the players see that war or see the effects of that war when they arrive to that country. Number four, in medias res. I know, we've all taken high school English, but in case you need a refresher, in medias res means to start in the middle. In stories, this means that we normally start in the middle of the action. This is not only a great hook for your players at the start of the campaign, but it can also ramp up a session pretty quickly. Using our example of a party defeating a dragon, you could say, it has been a fortnight since you defeated the mighty dragon. The night is peaceful until you hear a wail pierce through the night. Your blood runs cold as you recognize the war chant of a kobold raiding party. You quickly don your armor and gray to fight. Think of Immediate Res as a fine cheese. You don't want to use it all the time, but pair with certain elements and it'll add a fun story attribute to your campaign. Number five, plot twist. Who doesn't love a good plot twist? Something that turns all of your assumptions on their head and leaves the world looking different than it did before. 
One of my favorite movies is Shutter Island, and I love it so much because it has a fantastic plot twist at the end, which keeps me coming back to it again and again. When you're writing your major story beats, look at throwing in some plot twists. It can really hook in players and make for some really fun sessions. Something to keep in mind is what Nate on WASD20 YouTube channel has to say about plot twists. You don't want to overdo them. If you use them all the time, they become routine and lose the surprise factor. Plan maybe one or two of them per campaign and feel free to improv one honestly as long as it feels like it fits within the story go ahead and use it so in review we have some guiding principles on how to construct a story and multiple tips and strategies for crafting individual sessions and campaigns storytelling in DD is a unique experience because you get to tell a story like no other with your friends you get to create a new memory and experiences in a world of your making that is influenced by your players decisions creating a good story in DD and then being able to play it out is truly a privilege and one of the most satisfying parts of being a dm thank you all again for listening to this episode of the distracted dm podcast this episode was part two in a four-part series on the various roles of a dungeon master if you like this kind of content feel free to hit that oh so sweet follow button on whatever podcast service you use if you're interested in learning more about DD or dming feel free to check out the backlog of episodes in this podcast. If you're interested in learning more about storytelling um, in D&D or just in general, check out the show notes where I've linked some resources that I found helpful when writing this episode. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you again next time. And as always, stay adventurous.